I bet you could measure people's biometrics in some way or another and make them watch news 24-7 and see a, a rapid decline in, in many health factors. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's so sad. But I guarantee you someone's studying it right now. They should be. Or a, or a dissertation somewhere. They should be. It's, Put a uh, fucking Surgeon General warning on the news. <laughs> hey, Otato. What's going on? We got a podcast of Buff and the Blazer. If I was a listener, where would I go to find more? You can check us out on our website, thebuffandtheblazer.com. Drew over there writes a article that goes along with every single episode. You can find all kinds of little extras on the articles, and you can listen to the podcast right there. Also, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, we're on Twitter, at Buff and Blazer. Follow us there. Get those clicks, people. The Buff and the Blazer. Welcome to the Buff and the Blazer, episode 28. As always, I'm Drew, and I'm joined here with my good buddy and yours, Mr. El Tato. What's going on? How's it going, man? Going good. We got another one. Good movie. Another good one this time. This time we're talking about Irresistible, written and directed by Jon Stewart, the great Jon Stewart. And Indeed. This film just recently came out uh, on demand, and... I was hearing a few things about it, so we thought it'd be pretty, pretty cool to to do. We both recently saw it. What did you think after your first watch? Uh, I I really liked it. I didn't. I knew it was a John Stewart movie, and I knew the the actors in it, so I was pretty stoked. But I didn't really see any sort of uh, trailer. Yeah. For it. And at first, when the movie started going, I was like. Kind of had that feeling like in the the hunt where I was like, oh, this is just going to like play up these two different stereotypes, these conservative <laughs> and liberal stereotypes in the United States. Right. And I was like, oh, I, w- I wasn't too stoked about that. Uh huh. So for like the first 15 minutes or so, I was like thinking it was going to go that route, like really over the top. But I should have known better because... John Stewart is too smart and too awesome to just hit you with something cheesy and not, you know, profound or provocative in any way. And this movie just brought it around so hard <laughs> for me. I was beyond all just the laughing. The whole plot of the movie <laughs> is what really, well, how it all came together just like blew me kind of away. And I was really, really stoked. But we got to do this one like a uh, hold hold back a bit because it just came out. Oh, for sure. Yeah, we're going to so avoid gonna spoilers. S- spill the beans because this is a movie you don't want to spoil. Absolutely. Yeah, we're avoiding spoilers. Okay. Yeah, uh, I think, I mean, I couldn't agree more. This film caught me off guard, hardcore. <laughs> and like you too, I think there's that little montage in the beginning where they play up the uh, the left and right kind of spectrum through all the the little comments and news commentary and stuff. And at first I was just like, 
I don't know if I can watch this. Like, I'm just so exhausted with all Dude, this that's, bullshit. Yeah, that's exactly like, <laughs> how I felt, man. With all like, they like were playing all the political clips and shit yeah. from real history. Mm-hmm. Recent I'm like, history, I'm, but. Yeah. It's like, it's been a chore for me to just try and escape all of it. So I'm like, ugh, I don't know if I can do this. But I am so happy to say that this film, although it's political in its nature, is almost not political at all, which is kind of interesting. What I liked is it doesn't cater to any side of the spectrum. It, it casts shade on both sides, regardless of where you are, regardless of your viewpoints. And what I do like is that it's extremely entertaining, but it gives you an ending that you can't predict. Yeah. And it just sticks it to you and just points out how ridiculous this whole thing is. And, and I mean, that's the beauty <laughs> of Jon Stewart, man. I, I still yeah. to this day am bummed that he doesn't do Daily Show anymore. Trevor Noah is funny, but it's just not the same. Yeah. With and I mean, like he has two directorial credits, including this film. But his writing history is just it's insane. Like the guy is literally a genius. And I just don't know who else could have written a film like this other than him. Yeah, the originality of the plot twist. Yes. Is is what really <laughs> caught me off guard because you know John Stewart's hilarious and he's super duper smart and he always yeah. seems to have a very grounded perspective on everything. Right. But you he's that kind of takes away and you forget how funny he is sometimes. Yes. Especially since he's retired. Cause a lot of times when you see him now, he's like speaking to Congress because of the, some shitty shit they're doing. Yeah. Or he's like in a serious conversation, but you, you get to see how he's the ultimate joke, you know, like Dude, this, he's so good. The, the like, jokes in this movie are so good. And then the overall, entire joke of the plot is <laughs> yeah. so freaking good it's a it's a total like masterpiece man and the other thing i was so happy to see is like so everyone knows john stewart's kind of like political sway and affiliation right yeah so i'm watching this film and i'm like all right i'm pretty sure this film is going to cater to me so i'm watching it and it doesn't Oh. It sticks it to every fucking person involved in American politics. Yeah. And I love that. It makes them it makes what they're trying to do with the message in this film so much more powerful. Yeah, it's like the the divisions, it, it does a really good job of pointing out how ridiculous the divisions are. Yes. In terms of how the narratives are played out on the news and stuff. Right. And then like the kind of the whole joke is like the the townspeople don't even buy into this whole super division type of thing. It's really <laughs> yeah. just the political consultants and it's like a, their sport. Right. Exactly. You know, it's a and great word to describe it. Pointing it, pointing out how ridiculous <laughs> they are, you know, like yeah. the political consultants and how ridiculous the people covering them are and how everything is just kind of like this thought up scripted, deal and oh dude it was just so good (laughs) how many times how many times in the movie was there like a great mockery of a news channel whether it be fox news or msnbc or cnn oh dude and then these (laughs) super awkward uncomfortable rolls to commercial 
Yeah. <laughs> you know, like those caught me so good because it's so true. Oh, dude. And the political ads that he shot for this film, those are like, you could put those on TV right now and they'd fit right in. <laughs> like you could, you could take out whoever, anyone's face in those political ads and stick, you know, Donald Trump or, or just anyone, anyone in politics, period, anywhere. And it would fit right in. It's amazing. <laughs> he did a really good job of showing how ridiculous the the pandering has become. <laughs> yeah. And and how everything everybody tries to get pushed in this country. If you watch the news a lot, it's always just this this game of pushing people to one side or any other. Yeah. And it's just like completely drowned out all the sanity. And it's just like this giant game show. And yeah, he points sure. it out so well. Yeah, and like, so I was watching a couple interviews with him on this film, and he kept using the term satire, which the film is. Yeah, it's a satire. Of course. But at the same time, though, while they're playing up, maybe... Because when I think of the word satire, I think of like... Over the top. Over, yeah, over the top, going unrealistic to prove a point. South Park style. Yeah. But as you go through the film, it really isn't very much different from what's on TV right now. Like if I turn on <laughs> MSNBC, CNN, or Fox News. Like that's where I think his, <laughs> like my idea of satire, this is just like real world this is real world american politics right here on display well like you could catch this movie in a snippet and not realize it's a comedy at all because it no. has like this very serious very kind of like gut checky feeling yeah that it makes you feel like like oh this is kind of exaggerated but in many ways not at all like it, not much it, it is this absurd yeah. You know, and I think kind of holding back on going over the top really drives the point home of how absurd our discourse has become <laughs> well, in the country already. And it's that's the <laughs> fucking joke. And it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. And like a good example is when when uh, the two main characters, uh, Steve Carell's character and Rose Byrne's character. So Gary and Faith, when they have them on the two shot interviews <laughs> on the news yeah. and like I screenshotted it for the article, but. Like when you look at the, the the headlines on these things, this is something you would not be surprised to find on the news. Like it says none too happy in Deer Lake in Wisconsin. None N U N. Like Oh my god. It's it's perfect. And by the end of the film, it's so sad because you feel ridiculous. Yeah. Because that's what it points out. It's like Oh my God! What have I been doing? Wasting my time, shredding through these articles on you know my news app or Twitter or whatever, and it's just like it shoves it right in your face to show you how silly this all is. Yeah, and I love that. Me too. And and if that's kind of a goal or maybe an outcome of the movie is getting people to maybe check their addiction levels when it comes to this stuff. I mean, people yeah. are addicted to these, whatever, like just these battles, these political battles. Well, dude, everyone's on a people, fucking crusade. Yeah. Like, that's what it is. <laughs> in every in every direction. Yeah. 
And I'm not talking at all about like the the real shit that's going on right now, like the real reform. I'm just talking about the little yeah. jibs and jabs that right. are, that are fed by the business of news entertainment yeah. in the world and like, today, you know? Yeah. And or just your everyday specifically. Yeah. And the other thing too is like I love how this film is just littered with your standard cookie cutter rhetoric that you hear every day. <laughs> yes. And uh that's that's the part that's ridiculous. Yes, it kinda like like you said before, kinda, you know, hits you in the gut a little bit. <laughs> yeah. About where things are at. Right, for sure. Like I wish everyone who's all wrapped up in politics right now could sit down and watch this film. It'd be good for them. And like everyone can. That's the thing. It doesn't cater to anybody. Twenty bucks like, is what it'll cost you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if everyone can. I have to say, out of all the films that we've that I've purchased to stream for our show, I've felt the the best about spending twenty bucks on this one. You know what? That's funny you say that because, like a dumbass again, I rented it. I just rented it, and it's the same price to rent it as it is to buy it. Oh, really? So mine didn't even give the option to buy it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe maybe I didn't even notice, to be okay, honest. Okay, yeah. Because I, in my head, I was like, God damn it, I should have just bought that because my lady was working <laughs> and, and she wants to watch it. I was telling her about it, and she's like, oh, I want to yeah. watch that. And I was like, oh, well. But I was even like, well, I'll gladly spend another $20 on it to buy it. But if it's not yeah, available sure. to buy, then whatever, you know? Right, for sure. Sell it to old Netflix or something, and then we'll yeah. watch it. <laughs> yeah, no, and it definitely has rewatch value. Like you oh, can go for back, sure. for sure. Especially after watching it the first time, you can go back and and kind of scour. Yeah, and pick up little clues. So there's like a, uh, I want to speak about this in terms of the plot and everything, but would not uh, yeah. try not to give any give anything away. There's sure. a bunch of behavior going on in the movie that seems really out of place. <laughs> and like really cheesy uh-huh and it all comes back around and you understand why you were kind of a bit confused at certain things earlier in the movie yeah yeah i'd agree and with you that. totally get it so watching it a second time would probably be like you would notice the main twist of the plot and understand a whole bunch more about the things that you thought were awkward in the beginning and then they would yeah. make a ton of sense <laughs> right so it's so good it's such a good twist well here's know? here's how how this is how genius he is anyways though so for me watching it those behaviors didn't even seem out of place for me because of where they are deer lake in wisconsin so this is like my own bias and stereotype coming in here and i'm like of course people in deer lake in wisconsin are gonna act this way see they like <laughs> they had me feeling weird because I was like, John Stewart's way too smart to just like play up these stereotypes like yeah. this. You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I knew something was off. <laughs> yeah. And and this okay, is so all kind of weaving together with the story, the plot and the resolution. It's it's hard to discuss it because it's it's freaking awesome. The way everything <laughs> and you just can't you couldn't in good conscience give anything away on a movie like this. Well, okay, so maybe in this episode we'll go a little lighter on story just so we can avoid spoilers, but we'll go heavy on the, the characters because okay. I think that's where 
where it's good. But before we move on, though, I just want to ask, as in a spoiler-free fashion as you can, what was your favorite part of the story or favorite scene or anything like that? Favorite part of the story is the, the role that Diana plays, the colonel's daughter played by Mackenzie Davis. Yes. That was my favorite, favorite part of the entire story, plot, resolution, everything, the role that she plays. Okay, okay. No, that's great. That's great. Because, uh, and I, I think I can say why without being giving too much away. <laughs> because it's like a generational thing. Okay. It's it's a millennial or Gen Z or whatever. I'm not sure. How old is she in the movie? 28? 29? Yeah, I think that so puts that, her in the millennial is, yeah, camp, I think. Yeah, she's millennial. So it's her like leveraging her knowledge and of the modern world and of the current social climate. <laughs> yeah. In a really good way that kind of like it, I, it's just really it's genius, you know. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, yeah, that's that's And a that's great one. totally something in a realistic means of like do you know how many people are going to attempt what happens in this movie because of this movie? Well, and here's the thing in too the at coming the end, months, right? They say that it's totally possible <laughs> yes. to do this and totally legal. Yeah. <laughs> I hope someone tries. I it. hope someone succeeds. Doing yeah, I it. know. Oh man. Maybe it's, that's his master plan. This is just the film. Well, that's that's <laughs> what how you got to think of with Stuart, yeah, you know. For sure. You can expose things with satire and spark action, you know. Yeah, for sure. Oh man. It's making me fall in love even more after talking about it. But yeah, this film yeah, is so good. It's so good. Um, I think for me, my favorite aspect of the film overall are the dynamic between the two strategists, <laughs> uh, between the Democratic and Republican strategists, Gary and Faith, uh, Steve Carell and Rose Byrne. Like, they made the comedy for me and made the film so enjoyable. Yeah. And like the stereotypes of those two characters are so spot on. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Like Rose Byrne plays the super hot, attractive, sexy, like Republican right winger. And then Steve Carell plays the mild mannered, like liberal leftist and way too much money, way too much yeah. isolation from the normal <laughs> from, world. Right. <laughs> and like their dynamic together, it's, it's done so well. Like you see, they're both just so full of shit. <laughs> and it's it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, and it's just a little sport. Yeah, for sure. You know, the whole game of politics and all the people that work for them. Right. It's just like this little sport. <laughs> I know some people that kind of work in, in politics a little bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, a little bit. Like similar this like to this kind of work? No, I I I have acquaintances that are like consultants and stuff. Okay, cool. In in Washington or were for a while, yeah. but I don't know them well enough to like have any insights. Uh, but I do have a friend that has a. He works for pretty big candidates, I guess you you would say. Uh huh. And by talking to him, you wouldn't think that his moral compass or whatever would be 
clear or his moral conscience would be clear uh-huh. doing these types of things. Yeah. But he, I don't know. It's just, it's just kind of comes down to like, it's money, you know? Yeah. It's just a job. It's just him. another gig, you know? <laughs> it's like it's the next project number, you know? <laughs> it's pretty interesting. And I think there's a ton of people that work all throughout the political world that it's just a really, it's just a job. Yeah, for sure. It's like you got a job on this campaign and then, oh, it's like, well, this guy's hiring and got fired from that one. You go to that one and then the whole, (laughs) the whole, like, uh, the way John, (laughs) the way John Stewart kind of like points out the disingenuousness of Steve Carell's character in trying to say everything is on principles and things like that. Yeah. I thought was really, really good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's kind of where I'm getting at. Like, there's a part in the movie where, like, two opposite campaigners are like, hey, what's up? How you doing? I haven't seen you since this. And it's just like, oh, yeah. It's it's just a job for a lot of these people. They don't give a shit, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Even the competition within the campaigns, between the all the staffers, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, All that kind of stuff. It's just like... It's become a a weird sport slash game. It's like game. all it's these little micro factors to do with, yeah, with what it's supposed to be. And I think for me, the one line that hit home for me watching this film is when he's uh, he's talking to uh, when Gary is talking to to Jack and Diane, and he says basically something to the effect of "We can't let her win." Yeah. And they're like, let her win. Exactly. And it's it, that's like right there. That one line, it shows you it's not about the other candidate. It's about taking down your rival. Yeah, it's this stupid team bullshit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It would be really smart to abolish political parties in general. Oh, you can cast my vote on that. Just in general. Please. Yes. You know? Yeah. Just get rid of this whole made up red team blue team bullshit <laughs> yeah for sure just get rid of it it's stupid abolish political parties and the type of like pooling of resources that parties facilitate it's right stupid no i couldn't agree more and this film will show you how ridiculous the whole system is too like yeah. it's like i said it, it kind of wakes you up at the end and you're you're a little shocked and embarrassed well, there's a lot of Amer- and, uh, American embarrassment flowing around these days. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Can't go to Europe, damn it. I'm yeah, going to well, go to Europe next winter. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Can't go to Canada. Is... No, no. Can't get no, into Mexico God. from Arizona as of today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's uh, it's a mess out there. But yes. yeah, this film does a good job of uh, shedding more light on the messy situation. Oh, it's um, just one part of the, the fucking mess. Are you kidding me? Yeah, for sure. This is one little part that plays this a is, huge role. Yeah, this is just one of the glasses that spilled over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like 15. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I mentioned, <laughs> I mentioned uh, Gary and Faith. Like, I love those two characters. Faith is so good in this. 
Oh, Mary man. Rose Byrne. I mean, her character like, is fucking hilarious. Dude, I I can't remember which film I watched with her and Ethan Hawke, and it's this like little romantic comedy that takes place in like Ireland or something or the UK. It's like she flips a switch and just becomes someone entirely different in this film. It's amazing. Uh, <laughs> it's incredible. Anyways, like I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall, <laughs> just like watching John Stewart break down this character and be like, "All right, so this is <laughs> this is how we're gonna play this." It um, probably was so many laughs on this yeah. set. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. But um, going back to Mackenzie Davis, though, I agree with you. I think what makes her so likable in this film is like she grounds the entire thing. Yeah. And like I guess you could say her dad too at the same time, like his character too, uh, Jack Hastings, the Colonel. They're like two of the more grounded characters in the film. So when you feel like things are kind of getting out in the left field, which they don't really get, but anytime you need like you know a pulse check or whatever to to bring you back down to reality, uh, Mackenzie Davis's character serves that purpose. So you have this kind of like constant flow of reality. Even though the film is like entirely realistic, in my opinion, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's probably the most relatable character in the entire movie, right? For sure, yeah. Because it's when you think about the the kind of exaggeration of some of these characters, yes. In in the whatever archetypes they're supposed to be, it's almost impossible to relate to Steve Carell or Rose Burns character, right? Yeah. Almost no, for sure. impossible. But Mackenzie Davis, you can see that that she's like I don't know, for maybe it's a generational thing or something or an occupational thing, but it just seems like I can't relate with anyone in the movie except her maybe a little bit. <laughs> and maybe a couple of the staffers, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, it is it is really weird. I'm trying to think of a few other characters uh, that I really liked in this film. Oh gosh, the uh, the polling advisor on Gary's team, Eric. Uh, yes, from fucking '70s so. show, Topher. Yes, Kurt. Yes, yes, His yes, name's yes. Kurt. Kurt. That's right. Yeah. yeah, Kurt. Yeah, I could maybe relate to him a little bit. <laughs> it was just cool. Like I liked how they peel the curtain back a little bit, and you get to see the little Mission Impossible team behind these campaigns. <laughs> It's kind of interesting. And like you said, there's a, a bit of infighting in between even their own group. Yeah. Isn't it ridiculous that there's like, because it's like heavy data level analysis to try and guess people how people are going to vote? Yeah. Like all the polling, you know? Dude, it, like, it seems like it's just fucking witchcraft. <laughs> <laughs> More so than like hard science. The, the girls... uh What's the girl's name? His uh, nemesis, Kurt's nemesis. Yeah, I'm looking. Her her <laughs> system I liked. I can I can relate to her little system of evaluating. Hers has a little more context behind it. Like statistics and no and not evaluating uh like any emotional right type of variables. Yeah. I guess that's what it is. Tina, <laughs> that's Natasha Leone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, hers hers has a little more context to it without just strict numbers. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy yeah. to think that that's a world that people live in. Yeah. 
I know. It's, it's uh, probably kind of a fun job in some ways, like analyzing the data and the maps and things. Yes. But the dirty yeah, side of it, man, the dirty side of it is so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd have to think, too, like most of your money being spent goes towards a lot of that shit. Like the analytics. It goes to paying every- all those people, dude. That's yeah, where it for fucking sure. goes. For sure. Oh, my God. It's incredible. What'd you think of uh, Jack Hastings, Chris Cooper? Oh, man. Yeah, I love that character. Again, he's probably like the second most grounded character. Yeah. In the entire film. And like <laughs> when he got up to speak when uh, in, in the viral video, like and that's all I'll say. OK. <laughs> it's like I knew something was off because it was so perfect. Right. <laughs> it was like it was too perfect. And I'm like, this is if I had to dream up someone that I totally identified with, it'd be someone like this. <laughs> Everything he says. And <laughs> Like, in one sense, it was too good to be true, but in another, it wasn't. And that's all I'll say about it. But, yeah, I love his character. And he seems like the most... Him and and Diane are, like, the most human characters in this whole movie. Yeah. My favorite part in his... I won't give anything away, but his last bit of the movie... Yeah. When they're showing the speech, that's my favorite. That's my favorite part of the movie. Yes. It's so funny. Well, that, that part... And I also like the speech he gives um, when they're at the uh, the fundraising event in New York. Yeah. Like, he gives a little... And I, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure he's playing into that. But at the same time, it seemed like he was genuine with his comments at that, that whole thing. And I love that. Yeah. It's that, really hard to talk about it, though, without giving anything away. But That scene made me a little bit uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. The whole uh, fundraising party. Yeah, you mean just like in the sense that he's in there with all the snakes or what? Uh, no, just just what those are. <laughs> you know, like those fundraising parties. Yeah. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, for sure. I don't like that. <laughs> and it's stupid, you know. It's it's so far so far away from what voting and and making choices and shit is all supposed to be about, you know, and that's what really Stewart just freaking spotlight. Yeah. He knows every little beat to hit for sure. Like these are things that should make you angry. And like the writing in his, his little monologue during that scene is it's the truth. It's just, it hits you right in the gut. Like everything he says couldn't be, you know, more accurate. And yeah, this this film does make you feel something. It's not if you're American, it, it certainly does. Yeah, it's meant to upset you. Like this is <laughs> one of those films that's yes, meant to a, a good to satire stir you up. should you know and and yeah and a, and that's what I truly believe that comedy is and satire is the most efficient and the most effective way to go go at idiocy in any form. Yeah, you know, and and Stewart's. Uh, grandmaster dude no for sure like i just i i can't see someone sitting down watching this film and not getting something out of this unless they just don't know anything like have never turned on the news and you know they're only into one thing <laughs> yeah no i envy that person of the world <laughs> yeah. of the world that they live in what's going on around it i envy yeah. that person too shit <laughs> 
yeah, drop us an email and maybe we can start a <laughs> a Google Google Hangout <laughs> <laughs> self help group. Oh man! What other characters really uh, stuck out for you? I will say um, the mayor, Mayor Braun. Okay. Uh, Brent Saxton, and like <laughs> I know he's playing the rival, like political pundit, but it's like. Oh man, this is so hard to do without spoiling anything, but <laughs> he's uh <laughs> It is, dude. It's I really liked him. Hard. I liked him. <laughs> I liked him a lot. I loved all of the the townsfolk, man. Yes. Like yeah. Will Sasso's character, Big Mike, all of them. Yeah, it's uh Oh, and then before before I forget cuz it just came to mind, but Another thing that's great about this film is he shot it on location in small town Wisconsin. Of course, I don't did. know if I don't know if Deer Lakin is that an actual place. I, I, I tried finding it and I couldn't find it, but he shot it on location though in a small town. So that yeah. was great and it was it was good to hear. And you definitely get the vibe. Yeah, you know Stewart's a good man. Like that's the shit he's going to be doing it when he when he does create things. Like he probably injected a bunch of money into some little town. Yeah, for sure. Economically, you know. Yeah, that's. Uh... But let's talk about the shooting, man. How do you feel about the cinematography of the movie? Oh man. Okay, so you have like there's two sides of the coin in this film. I think you have the narrative filmmaking, which is everything that's going on with the story, and then you have all of the. Uh, like the commentary footage and all of the uh, satirical, like real world style news footage and stuff like that. And I mean, for me, all of the narrative filmmaking stuff was great. It, it all mashed well together. There was nothing that seemed off about shooting. I mean, this is the guy's second directorial film. Did you see his other film? I, I didn't. No, I haven't it's seen like that one. A... Rosewater. It's something to do with, like, a journalist, right, in uh, the Middle East? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something along those lines? No, I haven't seen it. Uh, it came out in 2014, I believe. And it looks like it was shot in Israel. Huh. But, um, no, I haven't seen that one. But he's been he's been kind of off for a bit in the directing world, and I couldn't tell. <laughs> well, the that's... The knows what he's doing. You know, the guy... There's a line between putting out content and putting out straight artwork. Yes. You know? No, this is definitely a a piece of art, I'd say, too. And I can guarantee that, I mean, you can just tell by watching it, the level of thought that went into everything in the movie, including all the shots. Right. Like, there was such a good mixture of the shaky cam documentary in the building feel. Yep. And, like, wide panorama drone cool stuff and and farm shots and here's the thing too like uh i think the strength of the the shooting and the the cinematography is that you do because you can shoot in small town america but depending on how you shoot it some shots will make it seem like you're more in small town america than others and i felt like the way he shot the film definitely made you feel like you were in small town america yeah and he emphasized, you know, the the small, tight-knit community feel, and he really captured that well. <laughs> For me, like, the most impressive part of everything visually was how well he was able to 
to craft like all of the mock political ads <laughs> and like the news footage. Yeah, the news footage was so spot on. <laughs> Good God. It was like perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and then they bust out the Octabox at that one point. Yes. Oh, man. So great. And then I'd love any time where Gary and Faith would be on a two shot on the news and then she'd say something totally outrageous and then he'd go off his uh, frame and then go into hers. Yeah, that part when he's when he's like losing his shit because she just blatantly (laughs) lied on national (laughs) TV, live national TV. And he's like losing his shit and he's like, fuck, she said it. It's true now. (laughs) <laughs> because because she said it on live TV, you know. Yeah, and that He's is like that's a lie. So ridiculously accurate. <laughs> and then the to, the to headline the... changes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like immediately after. Those are some of the best scenes in the movie, man. Because yeah. that those are the parts that really kind of get you and. It tells you where you hear the fucking ridiculous sound bites that you hear in random conversation from people like these random fake nothings, <laughs> facts or whatever they are that are supposed to be like a gotcha and they make no sense at all. And it's like, that's how that shit starts is just someone on the news blurting shit out on live TV. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah, it's yeah. over two seconds later, you know? Well, for sure. That's why podcasts are sweet because like it's 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 hard to really go ballistic on someone for something specific they say when they do a podcast because there's usually a lot more context front and back end. Sure, yeah. Unless it is just blatantly stupid, then go go right ahead. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. The ability to take things out of context or to verify things in the format that most people are delivered their information these days is right terrifying yeah and just like the ridiculous like aspects of all these news organizations trying to play off like they're neutrally trying to report news yeah and it's like (laughs) that that part when they they go around the table and every single person is like it's literally our job just to report the news this is the news (laughs) and every single one of them says it (laughs) yeah Yeah, that's it's just like, God, it's just like a slap. The whole movie is a slap in the face to people that are really addicted to the whole TV news cycle thing, man. And I I have I feel bad for anybody that is stuck in that world. Yeah, me too. Watches that shit for sure. For any length of time a day, it's got to be horrible for you. (laughs) I bet you could measure people's biometrics in some way or another. And make them watch news 24-7 and see a, a rapid decline in, in many health factors. I guarantee it. <laughs> That's so sad. But I guarantee you someone's studying it right now. They should a thesis be. Or a, or a dissertation somewhere. They should be. It's, Put a uh, fucking Surgeon General warning on the news. <laughs> Please. <laughs> we would all be so much better for it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, just like cigarettes. Yeah, man. You got your uh, MSNBC camels and your uh, Fox News lucky strikes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, There was all of it. There was a few like pretty heavy emotional scenes in the movie, don't you think? 
that I like from a look and like a cinematography standpoint that I thought were really well done. Like I thought the plane, the private jet scenes. Yeah, that's were, what I was thinking of immediately really, when you said really that. Really well done, for sure. They yeah, seemed yeah. extremely intimate for a, yeah. for a, a movie, you know. Mm-hmm. And Especially like the a comedy because those... there's there's you're laughing a good amount of those scenes and they're fairly heavy, right? Yeah, so, like, in general, those are my favorite types of comedies. So, like, comedy's not my favorite genre. Smart comedy is your favorite? Well, not even that, but, like, when it's just slapstick and these crazy outlandish gag laughs, like, those are fun, but but I get way more out of films like this where it's comedy that's ultra-grounded. And has a, like, a it, really deep message. Yeah, or it's, or it's just, like, it's heavy at the same time with the comedic elements. Ah. I love films like that. And this one's definitely like that. But those shots in the airplane, what I love about them is it, it does a real good job of contrasting the world that Gary lives in and then the world that the colonel comes from. And they're kind of both occupying this this, like, fancy, crazy jet with these, like, insane gourmet dinner dishes <laughs> and it's just kind of like this whole alien experience for the colonel and then you have gary there who's completely at home and i loved any time he he showed those like differences on camera yeah those are really great scenes and the green beans were hilarious <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah now there was and uh, even even some of the scenes where Mackenzie Davis characters talking to Steve Carell towards the end of the movie were really well shot in terms of like a realness factor. Yeah. You felt the emotion in those scenes, right? Mm-hmm. And Steve that's you got a hats off to Steve Carell. He's such a good actor. Yeah, the cool thing though is that uh John Stewart said he wrote this this role with Steve Carell in mind. Mm. So I mean, he fits it perfectly because it was written for him he's quite the talent man you look at yeah. the you look at the coaching tree as it were of uh <laughs> <laughs> of john stewart and the daily show it's very impressive yeah it's amazing um, colbert steve carell john oliver <laughs> yeah it's it's very impressive look at all yeah, of man. them are doing good shit everywhere you know yeah it's crazy and it just shows how much of a writing genius John Stewart is. Yeah. Ah, it's incredible. Yeah. I I haven't got around to watching Space Force, but I need to watch that. <laughs> On <laughs> with Steve Carell. Yeah, I'm trying to finish up old Ozark. I just saw it yeah. got renewed for season four, which tells me that season three nothing gets resolved, so that added a little more stress <laughs> to watching the show. That show's so good, dude. You have to watch it. Yeah, I got to get on that for sure. And Alone came back on TV, so. Oh, sweet. Alone's the best. <laughs> it is the best survival show ever. Yeah, I do have to stretch out my uh, my TV show legs a little bit more. Um, was there anything, was there like any favorite shot in the film that you had? I will say real quick, I, I did enjoy the um, the little town, like, what was that, like, fundraising the fair thing cook off yeah that was cool and it, i have this weird thing about like night shots with with warm lighting they always look great to me <laughs> i like that stuff just <laughs> just stylistically i really like it 
Um, if I had to pick, probably my favorite shot in the movie is when uh, <laughs> Mackenzie Davis's character gets introduced. Oh yeah, when she yeah when she's inseminating the the cow, dude. <laughs> I love that. I loved how it was like so corny and romantic <laughs> and disgusting at the same time. Oh man. Loved it. Yeah. Favorite shot uh, in the movie. Yeah, we're doing our best not to spoil things, but uh, we could it's I great. could talk on forever about Go, things in this film. Definitely watch it. It is absolutely <laughs> worth the money. It's it's a great movie. For sure. And it's um, nice to get like a little shot of John Stewart after so long. Oh, yeah. Like yeah, a yeah. shot of the genius. You know, back when The Daily Show was on, I, I never watched the news much, but I would always watch The Daily Show. And you'd always yeah. get a little bit of some value. But his opening 11 minutes or whatever, his his opening monologue that he would do every night was always fucking kick you in the nuts powerful, you know? <laughs> and it's nice to get a little shot back from Jon Stewart. I've missed him. Yeah, absolutely. And I hope he makes another awesome movie. And if it takes five years to do it, go for it. Yeah, whatever. If it's as good as this, yeah, take the five years and do it right. If that's how it is. No, no, no. He he seems to be doing the Daniel Day Lewis thing of make a film every five to six years. <laughs> what about score? Did you did you notice anything with score in this film? Uh, did I notice it? Yes. <laughs> and is it a bit on the nose? Yes. <laughs> Did it bother me? No. Okay, cool. I'll put it that way. Because when you... If it didn't end the way that it ended, it might have bothered me quite a bit. Like, this movie was yeah. strange, and, like, it was going in a direction where I was really gearing towards not having a good time. Yeah. But the way it gets brought around really saves everything, you know? Well, that's the thing, too. Like, it doesn't get pulled around until the very last second, yeah. which is great. Yeah. But it, but I will say I wasn't guard. I wasn't like from a resolution and like a satisfaction standpoint if it had yeah. ended really poorly, uh huh, like a happy ending per se. Yeah, I would have been very disappointed in the previous hour and thirty minutes. Okay. However, yeah. the way it the way it ends completely validates everything up until then, including the cheesiness of the score. <laughs> yeah. Because it all makes sense, you know? It all makes sense at the end. Sure. I don't have any, like, real major gripes or concerns or any kind of comment on the score itself. I thought it complemented scenes well. Um, and the score is not meant to stick out in a film like this, I don't think. Mm. It didn't stick out a whole bunch to me, which is fine. And I think we're going to be doing a film coming up that <laughs> has some in-your-face score. Okay, so is this the, the listener request? Yes, this okay. is a listener request. And, uh, we'll be putting that out see. next week, hopefully. We're going to try and do yes. two in one week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll so see. it's it's on the docket. But yeah, nothing like that. And uh, for a film like this, that's not where the attention needs to be anyways. Like I said, I think s overall cinematography, all of the tech stuff, and the artistic filmmaking come together, and they just they all support the story so well. Yeah, which is just you know fantastic bulletproof writing. Right, and that's what you need. Yeah, like if you would have told me this was his second second directed film, I would not have been able to tell. Well, I, I don't know, though, because the man has been in show business for ever, you know, yeah. for decades, and and I don't know. He's just too 
he knows everything too well to to slip up on any one factor of the entire right. movie, you know? And I'm sure it is it, it does help when you've written the script. So Yeah. He's uh damn. And researched it. Watch till the end, people. Watch till the oh, end yeah, of the credits. There's post credit stuff in this yeah, film. Watch it. That's worth watching. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, even up to the very last post credit scene. It just, it all pays off. It pays, it's so well done. pays off very well, man. I hope this movie uh, wins some awards, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think it deserves some kind of recognition at least. Yeah, let's get into uh, some love-hates, though. All right. All right, let's start with you this time. Um, What I loved of the movie is the fucking payoff. <laughs> it yeah. is, like, so satisfying and so rewarding at the end. That's what I loved yeah. about the movie. Hate about the movie. It did make me uncomfortable in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> because I had a feeling of where like it was going to go this really bad route of something like you mentioned. I'm I don't know if I have the stomach for this shit right now. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's what I hated, but it pays off, so it's worth it. So don't let it freak you out. Don't turn it off. No, 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 no. <laughs> I agree. I- I think what I love the most about the film is the way I was affected at the end of everything. I almost had like a physical reaction to the film. Like I felt ridiculous <laughs> and that is the point of the film and it worked. And that's when I knew the film worked for me. And at the same time I hate it for it because <laughs> it's just, it's it really real. makes me feel sad. Yeah. It's, it's like a too little fucking too real. Yes. Yeah. You do kind of have to, to tighten your belt a little bit because this film gets really real with the kind of rhetoric that's being thrown around. Like, yeah, and either it. side, either side yeah. that you're on, you're going to get uncomfortable on both. Or if and, you're not uh, on a side, like, like most people, I would say. Yeah. 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 And, um, like you said, Altado, in the beginning, I wasn't sure if I could stomach it because I've been trying to run away from all this shit forever. And I'm finally reached the point now where I feel like I'm succeeding at that. And this film kind of brought it all back in the beginning, but it's the payoff is so worth it. Yeah. And I just, I feel way better for having spent some time with a film like this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really brightened up my week. I'll say that. Yeah, me too. Me I too. had kind of a shitty traveling commuting week for, for work and uh, watching this thing really like, Made me happy, but also at the same time kicks you in the nuts a little bit about the current situation. <laughs> <laughs> but it makes you laugh at it. And to be honest, that's the point, right? You're supposed to laugh at this shit because it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that's where that's, that's why this film point. is watchable. Yeah. yeah. That's what make the, makes this film watchable is that it's not just all in your face. Like, look at how stupid this all is. And it's not it's, divisive. It's not saying, are you on this side? Or are you on that side? And this no. side, it's not like that at all. It just shines a light on the whole game. No, for sure. And like reading the synopsis of the film, I never would have thought this was a film that I needed. And yeah, to be honest, I was like, oh, it's a political comedy. I was like, fuck, I don't know if I want to watch it. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. I was blown away by how much I think I needed the film like this, yeah. especially now. Yeah. Good timing. Yeah. And I think once election season comes around, I'm going to be putting this film on a lot <laughs> 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 to make me feel a little bit better. Or recommending it, you know? 
Yeah, for sure. So yeah, we kind of got a little spoilery with our uh, our overalls, but uh, what would you uh, give this film? Actually, before you d- you say that, what were you uh, what were you smoking during this film? Uh, were you smoking anything? I don't really know. <laughs> I've just been smoking stuff. I don't know which jar it was. Yeah, I was I was half gone and half here all week, <laughs> so I don't Sweet. even know, man. But it was good. All right, cool. It's either some some Girl Scout cracks and Tangerine Dream or some Gelato G, maybe some Amnesia, one of them, <laughs> whatever jars right. on the table. <laughs> <laughs> hey, fair enough, fair enough. So where does this movie fall on uh, your scale? So I've been thinking about this because there is a timely moment, you know. There's a context. There's a current present history moment that this movie really hits hard on yeah and i don't want to be giving these out all the time but i'm giving it five bong loads dude it's okay really good you can't you can't poke a hole in anything in the entire movie and the acting was so good the story is and the the resolution and how everything comes around is so good and yeah you just can't poke a hole in it. It's a five. John Stewart's a master, dude, and I miss him. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm on board with you. I have to preface this every time I give the score because I said it in a show, and you can go back and find it. And I don't remember what episode it was, but I said I reserve my fives for films that get me to feel something yeah. or move me in a certain way. Yeah, and this film does that. I think more effectively than some of the films we've reviewed so far that I've given this score out to, but I am giving this five buckets of popcorn. There's a different, this was, there's like a different vibe about how it moves you, right? Yeah. You can see a movie about history like Jojo rabbit or 1917 and it can move you in an empathetic way. Right. And then, and then this movie kind of hits you in a way where it's current and it's speaking directly to the moment in history that we're living through. For sure. And it's, it hits you in a different way. It definitely wakes you up and makes you think a little bit more critically about the political climate we live in. And that's what I love about it. Yeah. And I'm not kidding when I say after the film, I felt kind of silly and ridiculous because it, it points all of that out. And yeah, it affected me in a way that I didn't know that I needed. And it was so great to watch it. And I mean, that's that's all I can say about it, really. It's a film that I didn't know I needed. It should win awards. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't it's, know. Uh, What's like a most timely? Is that a category? Most timely? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, the Academy's due for some new, new categories. I don't know. But we'll see. They move like snails. We're on a pretty, like, we've done some shitty movies recently, but there's a lot of really, really good movies that have come out since we started doing this old podcast or maybe it's just seeing more movies on my part because i used to see like one or <laughs> one or two a year that helps a little bit before we started doing this so <laughs> but this yeah, movie's great terrible. this movie's great it, no, for it sure. is completely worthy of the title of great yeah and i i don't think we can stress this enough it doesn't matter what side of the political spectrum you fall on or identify with. Doesn't or matter. Even, this, yeah, even if you're not an American, 
and you're sitting back watching, laughing, eating yeah. some popcorn. It's good for you too because you can laugh harder. <laughs> <laughs> You'll feel even better after that, Phil. <laughs> Thank God I don't live in America. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. This everyone has something to learn from this film, and those are always the best ones. So yeah, I think it's safe to say we're we're highly recommending this film to you. Uh, Absolutely you worth it. the money. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's on demand everywhere on iTunes. I think. It was only available for rent. Uh, you might be able to find it for purchase somewhere else, but it's one of those uh, straight-to-digital releases because of everything going on. Yeah. Um, but it's totally worth worth the money to watch it, um, and it's worth your time. We got yeah, some yeah. good stuff coming up. There's some good movies, or what look like good movies, coming out here soon. Yeah, and we have a, a listener recommendation that we're going to bang out. Yes. And, Double uh, feature next week. We just committed to it. Yeah, and that that's going to be an interesting one. So, yeah, a lot more content coming your way. Yeah, that's been episode 28 of The Buff and the Blazer. As always, thanks again for sticking around, guys, and for hanging with us. And But, yeah, for uh, me and El Tato, we will catch you guys on the next one. Have a good one, people. <laughs>